Welcome to The Grudge. My name is Dan Nichols, and I am joined by Brian Sanchez, who lost his mood ring and isn't sure how he feels about it. Yeah? All right. And good. Tim Wesley, who swears that every cashier is checking him out. He's going to punch me. That's a weird one. <laughs> I, I would imagine they are, though, because that, that sweet beard, man. Beep. Because they're checking them out. Yeah, I got it. It's not. <laughs> oh fuck! I didn't act like that one was such a fucking dad joke. I'm so far removed from that. I didn't yes. get it. That I was like, was "That's fucking weird. Fantastic. Why would you say that?" Ah, uh, I don't know. Uh. Uh-uh. That's why I thought where's your fucking... face was like, "I'm gonna get punched." No, where's that newspaper? <laughs> All right. So we are going to do the news. Little little housekeeping first, though. I just want to remind everybody. I'm ready. Um, you know that as of as of right now, um, we are now available on Spotify. We are so and iTunes still, uh, and of Obviously, course the iTunes as well. Um, should have a, a couple other platforms uh, here soon too. I'm mm-hmm. looking into a couple other things, um, but I also do want to remind folks about our social media pages like uh, Instagram and Facebook, of course, from uh, at From the Garage Podcast on both of those. Mm. Uh, and then, of course, I also want to give a plug to your little side project again. Ah, yes. Uh, is the blog that you've been working on. Yes, um, on briansanchezmusic.com slash Dan Share With Thoughts. You go yeah, to the website. BrianSanchezMusic.com yeah. is where all of this lives at the moment. Um, should be migrating to uh, a dedicated website soon. But as of right now, it's living right there. There is a, a blog that Dan has mm-hmm. been working on, uh, Dan Shower Thoughts. Uh, as of right now, you've got uh, two posts up there. One of them is two the, posts, maybe three. Yeah, um, uh, because we're you're listening to me in the future. In the future, because we do record these a little bit ahead of time. Yeah. So uh, right now, they're all about Project Lazarus. Even if the third is up, it's going to be about my project car, yeah. uh, my '99 Camaro, Z28 with the LS and the six-speed manual trans. Makes me happy. Yeah, okay. It's a very nice car. And so, really good, very well-written pieces, too. So Thank you. You guys definitely go check those out. Um, and, of course, social media. There are Danisms in it. Yep, there are. There are yes. Danisms in there. And then, of course, uh, the last thing is uh, our YouTube channel. Yes. Uh, so uh, as of uh, right now, there should be all of the back episodes, or at least most of the back episodes of the podcast should be up on our YouTube page mm-hmm. at this point. Um, if they're not all up there, Working on them slowly but surely to get all those back episodes. Make it a little bit easier for you guys. Of course, if you're on Spotify. And hopefully um, we'll have video. Yep. And there should be some video content up there as, at this point and moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, should be seeing a lot more stuff there. So if you are not subscribed to the YouTube channel, make sure you go over there. Check that out. Um, leave us a comment. Give us a subscribe so you never miss anything that we do. Yes. iTunes, Spotify, leave a rating. Tell us how we're doing. Yeah, man. Just as so long as you hit that five star yeah i mean if you hate us tell us five star and then in the comments say you know i don't like dan's voice that's harsh i would rather prefer you suck as opposed to picking one of us out for something that one cannot change necessarily pick it specifically if you hate my voice the timbre of my voice tell me because you know what i don't care no, I just was comfortable so saying that mean. because people like my voice uh, butters going on their earbreds. <laughs> the ear, the earbreds. The earbreds from my voice butter. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that was uh, pretty special. I'm just there. spreading it all yeah. over. Yeah, it was beautiful. 
At some point, thing. I'm going to hit him with rolled up newspaper. <laughs> We're going to have to keep you a rolled up newspaper in that little bookshelf there. Whack. <laughs> no. Just a spray bottle over here. <laughs> I'm going to hide one. I'm going to spray Danny. He's going to fucking lose it. Yeah, man. He's going to fall out of his chair. The <laughs> fucking. Yeah. Okay. So what are we talking about today, Dan? The news. Oh, man. Yeah. We're going to do a little bit more of the not so recent news. Because at this point, uh, yeah, um, uh, by the this, time that they this hear this, maybe it's very on trend for from the garage. Yeah, that's yeah. what we do. But man. I will say Anyone that one can of give you breaking news. A few of the things that we're going to talk about are still going to be trending when this comes out because it's big stuff. Yes, should um, be. Not Tim's stuff, but my stuff. Not your stuff either, Brian. My stuff but, too. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I like how I Brian fought back a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my yeah, mine, yeah, mine, mine too. I count. <laughs> So, actually, Brian, why don't you lead us off? Uh, yeah, well, I got, I have two news stories. Um, let's see, what do we want to do? Do you want to do, I've got you to do America or you want to do Europe land first? Let's do Europe land and then go to America so that it's actually relative towards Just the look. end. Yeah, the Europe land one is a little make bit quicker. The listeners, make the listeners bear through the Europe part and then <laughs> reward them with the American part that they care about. Yeah, maybe not everyone is super interested in uh, the first story, but um, if you guys have listened to this podcast at all, you guys know that my favorite form of racing is Formula One. Uh, and as of the recording of this, uh, this past weekend was the British Grand Prix. Um, and... Uh, for the sixth time in his career, Lewis Hamilton won the British Grand Prix. Uh, started in second place, uh, second position. He did not win pole. Uh, and it was able to, with some strategy and a little help from uh, some other things that happened on track, was able to win the Grand Prix. Uh, not super huge news because he's pretty much been winning the entire season. But there's a notable. the notable thing about this win is that with his sixth victory on this course and at this mm-hmm. Grand Prix, uh, he has become the winningest uh, Formula One driver on British soil. No one has won That's the British cool. Grand Prix this many times. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the career that he's had, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty impressive. You know, from yeah. his early days at McLaren and then moving up into Mercedes, you know, it's, 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 it's been... Mm. Interesting. Now, yeah. a lot of folks have been saying that you know this this season has not been uh, super competitive. It's been very very one sided. Mercedes has pretty much been dominating everything, and the shortcomings of Ferrari have made for a less than exciting race conditions. But this specific race, from lap one to the final lap, was jam packed with excitement. Um, overtaking um, some racing incidents, uh, including. Uh, second in the uh, driver's championship, uh, Sebastian Vettel and Max Verstappen colliding with about four, I think it was four laps to go. Um, That's what Tim and I were watching over here. That 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 stumbled you up. That overtake. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And then. So that was, uh, they're watching the, they're watching the video of it. That's actually on that lap. I think that is the third time that Verstappen jumped in front of Vettel. Like they went. They Back went around each other yeah. a couple of times on that lap until that final, um, that final moment. Uh, Verstappen jumps in front of Vettel, and it was kind of in a late situation. And according to Ferrari, they did everything that they could, but Vettel rear-ended Verstappen with four laps to go and ended up finishing the race in last place. 
so that's a weird, so yeah just I, I, again watching that recent just now um so it's, it's a weird wreck yeah like vettel breaks super hard like all four lock up mm-hmm. and he slams into him yet Brissett was not breaking like, yeah you see the light come on but no like it wasn't a hard break yeah well and race car drivers they they have to have some of the quickest reaction times on the face of the planet maybe only to be topped by like fighter pilots you know oh those cars are fast yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so the thing is is that Damn. I don't. I don't want to say. Oh, I could have done it. I saw the lights come on. So he, it, it was like a late break. For he, sure. Yeah, he broke late. But the thing is, is that uh, the dude in front, Toro Rosso, Red Bull, Red Bull, uh, he braked even later. So technically, Ferrari should have. I, I don't know. Was there a stewards inquiry? Yes. Okay. So did. that was so that was the thing. So I mean, it, in all actuality, like. Uh, by the way, they F one has like uh, playground monitors. You know, when you're in it's, elementary it's school the and the teachers watched after you while you were on the playground and yeah. punished those who did the wrong thing. They have that in F one. It's called a steward's inquiry. Yeah. The, so I know fuck all about F one. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it looked like he was going to try to overtake him on the outside. Yep. But couldn't. Correct. Yeah. That's essentially what the stewards kind of determined. Um, even though statements from Ferrari stayed like, and, and Vettel about what he was trying to do. And when they, he, he tried to make the case that, uh, Verstappen cut him off unfairly no, and no. left him nowhere to go. No. Um, yeah, nobody bought it. Um, he was, it, it was the, clearly he, Vettel's the fault. The in-car footage yeah. alone is like, that's how I'm making that assumption because yeah. the in-car, he sees him breaking, mm-hmm. um, tapping it, not, hammering it at all no that that is breaking the lights flash yeah, yeah. The lights flash yeah, yeah so he's not hammering on it though because like no tires yeah there's no lock up mm-hmm. there's no yeah. nothing like well not just that too is that you could say oh he was cutting them off he was hitting the racing line by very definition he's not cutting them off right if Vettel was going outside yeah if he was going that's outside a sharp corner to go outside it is it is a really like but tough if he was spot going to for both those cars to be yeah. in to try and get out of there cleanly at that point but like I said, end of the day, the, yeah. the stewards just de- determined. One, one more thing about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. If he was going to go on the outside, why the hell was he so close to the apex? Yeah, well. I think it was a last-minute decision to go outside. It's, yeah. it's because he had come around. So, like, in the corners and, and, and moments leading up to that that you probably don't see in that highway. Oh, you do. It's very, um, well, I mean, it's pretty short. I mean, it's, they, it's, they were basically, like, doing circles around each other. Mm-hmm. So, like, track positioning was a little bit iffy yeah. and weird there. Um but yeah, he was. It, it, in all honesty, like the mistake was made. Mm-hmm. They ruled that he was at fault. Um, he should have saw that he was going to lose the the position, and mm-hmm. he should have given him a, like given Vettel should have given Verstappen more space. Dude, Verstappen got airborne and too. Yeah, yeah, he came completely off the road uh, sideways. They both ended up in the gravel pit. Um, yep. The amazing thing though is that Verstappen never came in to have like he didn't have to pit. Like the the damage to his car was deemed. Deemed minimal. Um, you can see that there's things hanging off the underside of his vehicle, and he well, was substantially slower those last couple laps. Well, yeah, because um, it's arrow that's right. hanging off. Exactly. It's not, it's not actually like, you know, it, everything's functional on an F1 car. If it's not functional, it's not there. Right. But it's not things that prohibit the car from moving. Right. So. so and he was, Vettel was given a 10-second penalty for this. So, 
It was he didn't have to come in. Uh, it was added to the end. Didn't matter. I, I'm he was dead last. Fairly anyways. certain that he was finished dead last anyway. So, but it goes on like that. He had a he had a racing incident. So like it, it's like it, it, like it goes on his record, kind of thing. So, um, yeah. It, it it that it is what it is. Um, you know, there's <laughs> there's been some iffy stuff uh, the past couple of races with you know um, penalties and things like that. Uh, two races ago with Verstappen. Uh, making a move and actually winning the race and um, and then like us the having one. to wait a couple of hours for the FIA to determine whether or not it was going to stand and whether he like his overtake was illegal. A yeah. couple weeks ago where so, he came off track. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's been a very interesting race despite the one-sidedness of, you know, Mercedes just kind of running everything. Yeah. Because um, they have won every single race this year except for the one race that Max Verstappen won Red Bull, has won mm-hmm. one race. And yeah. to, uh, essentially, guys, Ferrari has been pretty much nowhere. Uh, there's been a couple of weekends where Ch- uh, Charles Leclerc has been dominant, mm-hmm. but has not has yet to close that out and get that win for yeah. Ferrari, which is, which is crazy, too, because he was brought up. He's the new guy on the team. And Vettel is the five t- five-time world champion. Yeah. And so... You would think that he'd be getting priority, but it's kind of becoming clear that Ferrari is, I'm not going to say moved on from Vettel, but they don't see him as the future of the team anymore. His heyday is over. It's going to be Charles Leclerc's team next year, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Vettel's contract is up at the end of this season or next season or when it is, but I really, it's starting to feel like Vettel's days at Ferrari are numbered, which Mm. is very sad for folks that are like, fans because he's a fantastic driver i know a lot of people like him even if you don't like ferrari he's a fantastic driver he's a world-class driver he's one of the greatest well, and that's the thing it's not and really a sad story because if they give him the boot there will be a team to pick him up well and but that's the thing like he'll, he'll so he'll end up at like williams or he'll end up at um you know racing point or something like that and he'll be in like 10th position and stuff and it's it's kind of sad it's be like the things that we saw fernando because alonso the, doing and because the behind the scenes guys aren't as good right well it, there's there's such mm-hmm. an influx of young drivers now in formula one that are really really pushing the envelope now yeah so i think in the next three or four years i think the disparity between the two main teams i think you're going to start to see that come down a bit and it's yeah, going to be evened out the over the next couple years there's new drivers and there's new teams that are that are pushing the limits and they're getting closer and closer there's still a very large gap behind yeah. but they're getting closer and closer and the yeah. racing in those other teams the you know the red bulls the williams the mclarens uh you know those those teams man it's it's tight it's yeah. tight and well haas i'm sorry though this year has been a disappointment for the American team. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It has been a very, I, I don't believe either Haas finished the race last weekend. And mm. it was, it wasn't like Rex. It was mechanical, failure. mechanical stuff from the team. That so. sucks. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, formula one is in full swing. The next race, uh, as this is going up, I believe is going to be they're that American. weekend. They're American. Hmm? They're American. Who? LS Haas. Oh. LS. <laughs> they run Ferraris, man. They run Ferrari engines. That's the problem. Well, it's it's LS not been engine. It's not been engine stuff. It's been other things on the car. Oh. Um, it's been it's been really weird stuff. And of course, hey, it's been hit some me wrecks. Up. I got I got some ideas. Hey, 
More power to you, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, Formula One, full swing, man. I, I really love it. So if you guys uh, have any thoughts, opinions on any of the races in Formula One, definitely hit us up on Facebook. Hit me up. Uh, I want to know who your favorite drivers are, who your favorite teams are. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Really exciting. And it's coming to Austin soon, too, man, in October. Can I, that's a really good segue. It's like we're scripted. We're not actually scripted <laughs> at all. Um, September 28th. So oh, as yeah. this comes out, it'll be like a month and a half ish. Um, American Rallycross is coming back to Coda. Um, it's uh, on turn 15 because they, they run shorter courses with the Joker lap and all that. You know, it, they're able to fit it on the track. Um, at I think it's 12, 13, 14, and 15. Um, so that's coming up. Tickets are very inexpensive for Coda. Uh, single tickets are uh, 33 bucks, 34 bucks, something like that. Uh, but there are four packs that works out to 25 bucks a person. So it's like 100 bucks for four people. And that includes like four hot dogs and four drinks. Nice. That, and you had to buy a parking pass, but those are like 15 bucks. So yeah, it does add up. It's 120, 130 bucks, and that's before you factor in, you know, one hot dog's not going to do you for the whole day. But the fact of the matter is, is that American Rallycross is an up-and-coming racing series. Um, you have big names like Travis Pastrana, Ken Block, and um, Tanner Faust. Don't know why that was so difficult for me to remember. Yeah, no. uh, And Tanner Faust. They all run it. And um, the thing is, is that they are not just going and absolutely obliterating and it's boring to watch. Like, the smaller names in it are still doing very well. And there are two or three different classes. Um, There's different heats. Uh, It's a lot of fun. Um, The Joker lap makes it interesting. Because it's, look it up. I won't go into detail about yeah. it. But basically, it makes every single lap of every single heat of every single race different. Um, and not in a thing of, oh, well, see, he turned ever so slightly different here. No, there's a very noticeable difference to the layman who is watching that makes it interesting and fun. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to be out there. My wife is going to be out there. Kendall's going to be out there, my little one. And Brian is going to be out there mm-hmm. as of this moment. Tim doesn't like us, so he's not going. I hate both of you. So He'll, He doesn't want to spend any more time with us than he has to. So Which, I mean, I understand. Still a dick move. Yeah. Um, so, you know, whatever. Never uh, said it. Never said it once. <laughs> Can't be a dick move if it didn't come out of my mouth. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I can read between the lines, Tim. Anyways, anyways, if you guys are interested, yeah, come um, hit us up. Uh, that's, that's, us a, up that's on a fantastic event that we're going to be out. It's September twenty eighth. September twenty eighth, you know, which Circuit is of the a Saturday here in Austin, and it's pretty um, much an all day thing. Yeah, it's a pretty much an all day thing. To, so if you're interested in, in doing that, again, yep, call to Facebook, social medias, hit us up, let us know you're going to be out there. Yeah, even um, if it's day of. Yeah, man. If you're like, hey, I'm over here, we'll come find you. Yeah, you know, um, if you want to hang out with us. Yeah, if you don't want to hang out with us, don't tell us anything. It's not worth it. <laughs> Thanks, man. Tim, we're trying to get engagement here. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> uh, I so mean, personal, like you know. Anyways, I mean, Tim, what do yeah. you have from the news? 
Oh, asshole. I, I thought we were going to let Brian say his first part. Or yeah. Do, do we okay. want to do that or do we want to go to mine? Mine's quick. First one let's at least. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's do yours. Uh, we're going to stay in Europe. Um, the BMW M130i X-Drive is a one-series hot, hot hatch coming from BMW. Uh, not an estate. I'd prefer it was an estate, but I'll take I'd a hot too. hatch. Yeah. It's four-door, though, so it's close. I like, I like a hot hatch. Are coming back across the world. I dig Not them. here, but across the world. Yeah, I mean, the one the one we got, they took away. Yeah, I was going to say, we're getting one. some, but they don't last. I wouldn't oh, buy it. We do have it. the Corolla. Hey, I like that car. <laughs> Just saying. I like the Fox's what? Corolla. Papadakis Dr- Racing? Papadakis. There you go. Yes. I said that. There's two of them. One of them I don't think Papa Docs owns. No, they might. So there's the one that uh, is like the demo car, but it's the, I think it's Osbo's car from last year, which is an IM, not a Corolla. Yeah, it's a Scion. Not no, a... no, it's the I, the Toyota IM. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, it's the Corolla hatch now. Yeah. Same, yeah, essentially same car, a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, it's a cool car. This is it's cool. It's a four-door hatch. Um, it is very new BMW. It's a 306 horsepower out of a two-liter four-cylinder. Super snails. Yeah, I think so too. Turbo. All Did you say four. This is an M series. M1, or no? So it, it, it's got M in the name, right? But it's a it's a one series, and I don't know if it's actually like M Sports. Or yeah, if it's just it'll in be the name. M Sport because uh, M series okay. has always meant NA performance. Right? Yeah. Mm. No, not anymore because the M. Three and the M4 and the M5 are turbocharged. Yeah. I don't know. If you, somebody does know, go on to Facebook or Instagram and let I us know. I doubt we'll get this. So, like, I'm not, like, super hyped about it. It's just, like, but a thing it, it's, that's yeah. It's a neat it's out there. thing. It's in the world. Yeah. It's good. To, it's it's like cool. seeing those whale tail spoilers. Like, you'll never get one. But it's nice to know they exist. Sure. There you go. Yeah, I would never put one on a car. No. I mean, I'd if put, it was a race car, I yes. would put one on your Prius. I don't know if there's enough deck lid to if somebody like six inches of deck lid. We're gonna, if, we're gonna if, <laughs> if somebody has an STI spoiler just sitting in their garage they want to give to us, I will find a no, way to was, put it on the Prius. I if even, I had to drill holes in the glass to make it work, I'll do it. I was gonna say I'll, I'll just drill in a panel of plywood to yeah, give a little go. bit of extra deck space and then put the whale tail on the plywood. We'll paint the t- we'll paint the wood. I mean, I'd prefer it be like a drag spoiler. That'd be way funnier. Like a ducktail? No, like a. And I'm. Oh, it, like if you want to keep talking, Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drag yeah. spoiler. Keep talking, Tim. But it has to be blue. Keep talking. We're gonna make this multicolored. Oh, oh it's not gonna happen. So it's fine. <laughs> it's not my car. We're not touching that car outside of fixing it. I know where you live. That's fair. <laughs> um, no, that's cool though. Like, it, it's not cheap. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit in pre-production of, like, would we buy this? No. Nope. I wouldn't? No. Nope. Um, it's going to end up being about 4500 45000 Lie, lied. 45000 45000 Yeah. I'll 45, buy one. Because it's, it's listed at uh, 38000 euro, so it's about 45 R's. Yeah. I, Give or take. I'd spend the extra money and get a GT. Standard yeah. GT, honestly. Yeah. Oh, wow. you could, well, you get a regular Stinger GT for yeah. less, but... Mm-hmm. The, my preferred model is upwards of 50, so... Yeah, the four-wheel. Yep, GT2 all-wheel, mm-hmm. which I don't know if they're making another one because, like, the last model year was the 2019, and they haven't said shit about a 2020. We'll see. 
I trust Kia now. I mean, I yeah. I yeah. trust Kia. So they just gotta get that price down, dude. Because like everyone that's reviewed the the GT2 all-wheel drive is like this car really isn't worth fifty. Like the thing is, is that it, people are paying that much for them, it, and they're not able to keep the GT2s on lot. If I had, why would they? Yeah, I mean, if I had fifty to drop, or if I wanted a car payment that high, yeah, I'd do it. I would. Seventeen, eleven hundred dollars a month. Actually, that would work do out you, to like. That would work out to like 700, 800 bucks a month. Probably. It's too high. And that's if you have good enough credit Dude, to I was, get a loan. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I'm, I'm always looking at cars on Facebook Marketplace. Like, it's my new Craigslist because Craigslist is kind of lame now. But, uh, dude, I have seen some exotics on there and, like, seeing, like, a, like, honestly, like a $2,000 a month car payment as, like, starting. Is insanity that makes me that just hearing that gives me a panic attack, dude. I've seen a couple, like, yeah, yeah. I think the last one I was looking at was uh, maybe like a 2018 GTR, and I was like, oh, that's so it was like $1,700 a month, and I was like, that's so much money, like, that's more than what I pay for my apartment. I was gonna say, like, that just reminds me of how much money I do not make, right? Right. Like, right, but then again, I hear that the GTR is incredibly uncomfortable, so you won't even sleep to be able to enjoy the fact that you can only live out of your car. (laughs) Oh, there you go, you have plenty of time to bond with it, exactly. It's wild, man, but yeah, it's a a cool car, it's coming out if it's not already out, and it's all wheel drive, which he's got more. There you go. Oh, I got a ton more, but Mm -hmm. uh. We also have the supposed, and I say supposed because of the company that's producing this vehicle, and that is the Hennessy Goliath 6x6, and uh, it's a Silverado with an 8-inch lift and an extra axle. It is exactly what you'd think it was. And actually, What is it, the Hennessy Goliath? Goliath. 6x6. I don't know what they're calling it, but they're doing it to the Raptor as well. Why? Uh, isn't that the Velociraptor? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, the new Velociraptor is going to be a 6x6. Six six. Why? So, again. Why not? I don't believe anything that John Hennessy says until that shit. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. Until I see one rolling. So, yeah. you can show me renders all day, John Hennessy. I know what your game is. Yeah. I would, We're on to you. It's cool. Like, 6x6 six six trucks are bonkers. So, like. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't. I guess I, I know you're bringing up this Hennessy, but when when you said they're doing it to the Raptor, like the point of the Raptor is to be like this like crazy fast off road truck. Does with six wheels is it still fast and nimble like that, or you have more footprint? Does it on the lumber? Ground. You have more well, footprint on you, the ground. But are you able to like? I guess you're not going to whip around Maybe corners weight. or anything like that. And that's the weight of it and everything too. Like it can't be that much because a Ford is aluminum. Yeah, yeah, but. I don't know. How's that power getting pushed? That's what I'm saying. It's, is it another like transfer case or like transaxle? Like, no, what it's is actually. Um, so what it is is it's quite genius in its simplicity. Um, so you have the axle. You take off the back plate. You it basically the drive goes through this third member and into the last one, and this gearing is flipped upside down mm. because when it comes out of here, so you have it spinning clockwise say going into the first diff coming out of that first diff it's spinning counterclockwise so you had to flip the diff in the last one and again it's it's genius in its simplicity but 
basically the front wheels are going to get a little bit more power than the back wheels are going to get. Sure. Just because. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a, to, I just, I look at, this one's cool because it's got six wheels, like, you know, but it's a truck, man. I don't know. It's going to be a limited run. Oh, yeah, there's no price tag. But then again, no release, how many, like, they, every time that Mercedes comes out with the G-Wagon 6x6, yeah. those things are sold out for decades. It's a Merc, though, dude. Yeah, who like a little a bit shit? of that is You the can't badge. tell me that there's not some good old boy who wins the lottery that's not going to go up and go, I want that one. And then he's never going to get it. No, he no. Or like he's going to order it and it's only going to come with four wheels. It's just like... <laughs> The axle's there, but the wheels aren't. <laughs> the wheels are gone. <laughs> it's got all the body work done, just no... Yeah. Or uh, even worse, that back axle, there's no power going to it. No. Oh, it's, just, it's a roller. It's a yeah. roller. It's Sick. a roller axle. <laughs> oh, dude. So kind of in that truck vein, uh, Ford is considering a Bronco pickup to compete with the Jeep Gladiator. You mean like a Ford Raptor? Yeah, considering ah. every render of everything we've seen is leaning towards Ford continuing the Raptor design language into the Bronco, and that makes me really believe it's safe Actually, to say that hold on. the hold Bronco that pickup would just be a Raptor. Can I stick a pin in that? Sure. Because I have something on the news that I want to talk about. Okay. Because I think I know what they're going to do. With the Bronco or the Bronco pickup? Both. Okay. Okay. It's let's, good. Let's Go hear ahead. it. No. Tim's got to finish. I'm just saying, like, it, it already exists and it is. No, I, I, I know why. Okay. Continue. No. I'm done. Oh, you're done. Okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> I was just like, that was the talking point was yes. they're considering doing something that they're already doing. Yeah. The, yeah. So here's the deal. Ford. And I just worked this out myself. There's scuttlebutt of the new, the 2020 Raptor coming out with the, it's either the um, uh, Coyote or the Voodoo. Because it has the, it, it like literally one of the execs said, yeah, it fits. How would you know that it fits if it hasn't been put in there, right? <clears throat> Imagine you are a Raptor owner. And you spent $55,000 on a truck with a V6 and two turbos. And then the next year, they come out with the truck that you actually wanted. And it says Raptor on it. You're going to be pissed. I mean, every GT350 owner. However, let's reimagine this. Instead of being called a Raptor, it's called a Bronco. And it's ever so slightly different in its looks. It's not going to be different, though. Like, Ford sticks to their design language. They do, but they'll change it up ever so slightly to make it the Bronco truck. If it doesn't have the round headlights, I don't care. It won't. Yeah, I, I feel like if I'm that Raptor owner, I'm still just as pissed. Yeah. Because, well, yeah, like, at that point, like, you had a platform. You could have done this two years ago. Yep. But instead, you decided to sell me this thing that has a V6 in it, and you're going to put the engine... Yeah, but the, the the engine that should have been in this truck, in my truck that I paid fifty five grand for, yeah, you're gonna put it in this thing. Can I no. give I'd you also what you do instead of it's buying? Probably not gonna have the removable top. We just no, it's it. not, and that's yeah. still crash safety. They're not gonna be able to. They're just not because they build their cars out of aluminum. Aluminum. 
aluminium. Uh, there were pictures that I've seen now on Pinterest and on the internet and shit of, so you know you see those pictures every once in a while with like someone driving down the street and the gas nozzle, oh, I think I talked about this last time, yeah. but like the gas nozzle isn't ripping off the line, it's ripping the side of the truck bed. Yeah, we did talk about that. Genius. Genius. Um, that's why we can't have nice things. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, there's, I've seen renders of what the Bronco should look like. Mm-hmm. That's not the Bronco we're gonna get. No, it's not. No, it would be cool, so, like, as like a person who doesn't give a shit about mm-hmm. most things when mm-hmm. it comes to Ford trucks, SUVs. Yeah. A Voodoo in one or, or a Coyote would be cool. It'll probably be a Coyote. It would probably be the Coyote at first, and then maybe down the line there'd be a special edition one. There would but be the, a special edition. Act with like Voodoo. that's not something like seriously something that Ford does. Just oh, absolutely. Because absolutely. Um, so they released like a GT, then they released the Boss, and then so like they did the same thing with the 350 GT 350. Uh huh. And then they came five hundred. Five hundred. Yep. So like they don't care. Yeah. Like they're no, like they they don't give a shit about the guys who are true blue fans and want the car that they have in the pipeworks for 10 years down the line. Oh, we can sell this one, the entry-level one, right now for a lot of money. Yeah. And then we'll bring out the next one and charge even more money, and those <laughs> people will sell the entry-level one and buy those. And then two years later, we'll come out with a new one that's even better. Those people will sell the ones that were below that, and then they'll get the new one, and the story continues. This capitalism. Yeah, I mean, Just but it's, it's, like, through. Is, it's a brilliant business model if you've got a market of people that are willing to keep playing that game. But right. I feel like they're, I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm traditionally a Ford guy, yeah, and I am growing substantially tired of this. Yeah, like I really, really, and not that Get I have woke people fifty grand to spend on a truck or anything, but like mm. I'm, I would, I would sing the praises of Ford or sang the praises of Ford for a very long time, but. Yeah. It's getting. I, this is Can, the third episode now in a row that I've mm-hmm. said this. Ford, it's getting real, real hard. And it's getting old. It's. I'm getting tired of it, man. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So I would like to put one more thing out there. Sure thing. I was just building and pricing a truck for a package that I'm about ready to talk about. In order to get a V8 in the F-150, you have to get the King Ranch Edition, which is a $50,000 truck. In order to get a V8. Called the King Ranch Edition. Yeah. (laughs) And then you just look like a tool bag because you've got. The gaudiest of trucks because that's what that is. Yeah. It's got chrome badging that says King Ranch all over it. However. However. Our friends at Roush. Have made a $20,000 package called the Nightmare. We've talked about the Nightmare. Mm-hmm. It's like a SEMA episode a while ago. It was. They come out with a prize. Ooh. 20K. That's not bad. Not bad at all. When you consider that when that V8 uh, Raptor comes out, or Bronco truck, or Bronco vehicle Sh- comes out, when that it's going to be 70K, it's going to be 80K. Sure. Because the people who owned Broncos back when they were teenagers are now quite well off. And they'll pay that extra money just to say they have a Bronco again. And they have a Bronco with a Voodoo or a Coyote or whatever. So the fact of the matter is, get the truck for 50K. Then build. 
and have a supercharged variant of the truck that's going to be coming out in a few years. And you had it before everyone. You built it yourself. I don't see a downside here other than the cost and the fact that yeah. you had to buy a, a, a King Ranch Lariat. No, uh, it's a Lariat. I'm sorry. It's not King Ranch. It's a Lariat. Still awful gaudy. But you had to buy a Lariat, which is 50K. That you should be able to buy a, the base model Ford in a V8. You just should. You should. Yeah, it should be. It should option. be an option. You pay more for it? Sure. Yeah. But it Choice. should be an option. Choice at least. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the last thing that I want to talk about is my beloved Chevy. Uh, when this episode comes out two weeks ago, um, there was an announcement by GM. The new C7 is confirmed to be mid-engine. If you rewind a couple months ago, we were talking about the spy footage. We're like, you know what? It might just be the Stingray and not the Corvette. They may keep the Corvette. And oh, that not- was a while ago, but you're right. Yeah. I, that's what I wanted it to be. Right. And I want to get into why I think that would have been the better move. And but before, bear with me. Before somebody else corrects you, he is speaking about the C8. I am calling The C8. Uh, did I say C7? You said C7. Okay, C8. Sorry. Thank you for having my back there, Sam. So before I go into the bad, let me tell you the good. Um, we have a car that weighs a lot less, has a brand new engine called the LT2. It's a 6.2 V8. Uh, VVT, so variable valve timing, because uh, it has cylinder cutoff. But it can also control the amount of fuel going into the engine so it can lean it out and make it a little bit more power. How much power do you say? I'm so glad you asked. 495. That's no slouch. Uh, and 470 pound-feet of torque. That's pretty good. Um... So, uh, it is mid-engined, all aluminum block, mid-engined. It, it, and here's the least important thing to me, the most important thing to the other two guys in the room. It's very pretty. It is very pretty. It is a damn good looking car. For the first time ever, it looks like an exotic. Yes. Which is what the ZR1s and the special editions have been taking out over the past few decades, really. Ever since the Z06 came out, Chevy was off to the races with whooping ass on Lamborghini and Ferrari with a GT car, a front-engine rear-wheel drive. You had mid-engine, and that means that you should be able to go faster for reasons I won't go into because they're very nerdy. So here's the deal. GM has taken the... the as God intended, central camshaft. In the middle of the block, there's one camshaft, not dual overhead cam or overhead cam, okay? God is doing God's work through Chevy, okay? So the problem is, is that now they have hit the absolute limit of what a uh, push rod engine is capable of doing. Um, it wings up so high and creates so much power that they have, and with the superchargers with forced air, um, they're hitting valve float, 
which for those of y'all who don't know, the valves aren't closing completely. So power that could be pushing down onto the piston through the crankshaft and to the wheels is now escaping the other direction. Um, this is obviously a problem. So what they have done, that they, mark my words, they will have an overhead cam engine relatively soon. And that'll be sad. Because God himself said unto, unto man, thou shalt put the camshaft in the middle of the engine. Just saying. I think that's in uh, Ezekiel in the Bible. God, I don't want to get struck down. Yeah, please strike him down after he leaves my apartment. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, so, so you're saying it's sad because that's the way it should be because the Camaro, he's in the Camaro, the Corvette has always been like that? It, uh, or it's not because the Corvette has always been like that. It's because it, the that's LS what Chevy's always, always been. been like yeah, the, the even more than that, it's not just the LS. The Chevy small block has always the V8 Chevy V8s have always been push rod engines, and it will be set, they've held on to that longer than anyone else, except Dodge. But it. <laughs> They've the thing is is that if you want to continue to push this envelope with the Gen three small block Chevy, the LS based engine, you have to put solid uh, roller cam, uh, roller lifters on the cam. The problem with those is is that you have to adjust them every single time you drive it. All cars that are produced from the factory nowadays have what are called hydraulic. They're self-adjusting. The problem with that is, is that the valve spring, which actually closes the valve, it, can't, it, is, it needs to be stronger in order to allow more power to be made. And at that point, the typical engine setup, let's just put it that way, the typical engine setup cannot efficiently make that power. Just can't. Um, that's why overhead cams are in Fords, um, these high output Japanese cars, um, these high output European cars, but Chevy and Dodge have held true to this and I, I applaud them for it. Is it good, bad, indifferent? It's tradition. It just is. And I appreciate that, but I want to now go into the bad. Did you have anything? Brian, go. Well, I, so I don't. I, so are, are you are you making a case that essentially like that that engine needs to be the engine that stays in in this vehicle? Like by by cha- making the change that you said that, that will come in the next year or two, ten years. Like you, you think it'll be that long? Within the next ten years, it'll okay. come. Um, that we're losing something, like that we're worse off. Herit- like, I'm, I'm trying to heritage, see. If trying to see what we're losing heritage. What I'm saying so is, they should, it so needs, you're saying they shouldn't do it, or they should. All I'm saying is, is that sometimes in order to be better, it has to be worse. <laughs> I'm glad okay. we're all tracking with so that. No, so Let's I, you continue. can literally track that to the Ford GT. Yes. So that's what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, look, I'm. I'm for anything, any changes that they need to make to the Corvette to bring it up to the level 
that it can compete with and beat the Ferraris and Lamborghinis of the world on I, a Don't daily go into basis. that just yet, but let, let me actually... Let me actually build on that. Okay, go for it. The builder in me wants to keep the camshaft in the middle. <laughs> the racer and the Chevy fanboy wants them to do whatever needs to happen to beat the rest of the world. Does that make sense? I'm conflicted. Yeah. I'm conflicted within myself. The, the conflict does not exist in me. Yeah. Like, I'm 100% that second one. Yeah. Because you don't like to any, build. Huh? You don't like to build. Well, I, I mean, I'm not I, building I, it. I, I'm not the I'm one turning wrenches. They're building. Yeah. Like, and I want them to build. Do whatever the fuck you got to do, man. Look, in my opinion, the Corvette should be the flagship vehicle that comes out of the United States. It should. It should compete with anything else. Either that, that or the Viper for me, but yes. I, and honestly, I think, I think it ought to be the Corvette. And this is coming from a Mustang guy. Yeah. Like, I think the Corvette, the heritage that the, that the, that the Corvette has... Should that should be the vehicle that when Europe shows up with Ferraris and Lamborghinis, the American team should roll up with a Corvette, yep. and it should be just as good, if not better, on a track Look at the C6 and all of that kind of the stuff. C six, C seven Rs. So to talk about heritage, to talk about like packages that have always been in it, and like we're, you know, I don't care, I don't give a crap. I <laughs> I want the Corvette to be the thing that's smoking. McLarens, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, whatever it needs, it it ought to be this like on that level, but because that's the pedigree that it has, or at least in the mind of most people, maybe they aren't as much in the know. Sure, is that it should be like that, but it hasn't been like that for a very long time. Well, it is, but then it isn't. It is, but it isn't. It trades off. I literally just think of fucking leaf spring suspension every time I think of the Corvette. Right, that was the early. Like, is this a horse and and carriage? What are you driving? Come on, man. No, I agree. I completely agree. It's like the most fucking bullshit American thing ever. Yeah. Here's the thing: the Camaro didn't have leaf springs at that time, but the Corvette did. (laughs) I don't get it. I don't get it. So, like, I got I got some some numbers I want to discuss before we move on because, like, there's like some importance here, right? Uh, so we mentioned what was horsepower again on the C8? It said 495. 495. Yep. So we'll say yeah, even even five, right? Yeah. Five hundred. Um, the Huracan is at six thirty. Uh, price difference is probably going to be so the C7 is about fifty five right now. C8 is base to base is mm. probably going to be about sixty because it has to be. Mm. Um, the Huracan I'm looking at right now is the Evo. So I don't know what that means because Lamborghini. It's um, it's the next generation of or something like that. Like $261,000. A- but that's 130 extra horsepower yeah. and it's a Lamborghini. That's something that we should talk about too. Do you think that's still going to be in the price bracket that Corvettes are in right now? So what what does base mean, right? So 60. Like, I don't know, 60, well, 60 grand, but like what... If it takes it up to 200, right? What are you going to get for that? Is it going to be a fucking like Huracan? Probably not. No. Um, so in that same vein, the Ford GT, the current like 2018 model, 647 horsepower, $450,000, and you have to get on a waiting list and approved or denied by Ford. 
Um, also, which, which you is, had to what? make the yeah. sounds out of an EcoBoost. I don't, uh, dude, I don't care. They scream. They do scream. It is a shrill, insane yeah. sound that comes out of the back of that it is active very arrow and ride height fucking just beats. I don't know, though. There's But, it, like, the Lambos and Ferraris, they, they squeal, too. Yeah, it's, it's a different sound. There's just... Yeah, and they're shrill as well. It's, There's something yeah. about the GT, the noise that it makes out of that EcoBoost V6 that I'm just like, dear Lord, I want to vomit into your tailpipe. <laughs> so the next one I want to talk about is the Demon. Well, yeah. Because that's 1000 and the price is pretty moderate. It is. For what it is, Absolutely. But it's a straight line car. Yeah, I was just about to say, yeah, the moment the that you turn, is, is you can't turn. You can't <laughs> go around a track the same way that you can in any of the other. Ones Do you that want something about. that looks like a demon and can go around turns? The Hellcat Red Eye, big thick meats. Yeah, there's not as much power and going in, to in, the wheels. And yeah, they, all, they so in all honesty, like when yeah. when we're talking about these kinds of supercars, for me, any of those Dodges, they're not in the same conversation. No. Like so they may GT have horsepower cars. figures that are similar or larger. They're GT, but they're cars. not the same kind of thing. How no. sick! How sick would it be to see like a, a Hellcat running with a fucking Lamborghini? I mean, it would be dope to to watch, but they're about they're about the same width. Like the, yeah. whoever's driving that Hellcat is going to be having the worst day of their life, though, trying to keep that on the track. Well, like, like the red eye though, the one that's wide bodied, mm-hmm. thick tires, uh, eleven inch grids. tires all the way around. Yeah, so they had to. They literally had to stretch an already too wide car yeah. about two inches each side. So here, here's one. And that one's about, it's pushing more than what that Lamborghini is. It's still, it's seven, it's seven ninety seven. I, I do, I do hope. Okay. Still keep it on the track. I wanna, right? yeah, yeah. Keep it on the track. I want to address this in order. Okay. So first off, they need to keep it at about the same price point that the Corvette is now at base model. Okay. So they have close. to. It's, and that's to. that's speculation. That's there's that's, no confirmed number. Yeah, right. One hundred percent speculation. But that's what they need to do. Okay. If they don't, they've completely missed the point. One hundred percent have missed the point because the Corvette has always been the blue collar man's supercar killer. <laughs> always has been. Whether or not it will, Tim. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was like. That's that's what the salesman says. I was making a face at Dan. Like, says, but that's what the salesman says in the dealership. We're American. We believe but what we like, want. Exactly. Yeah. But the ZR1 did. The ZR1 does eat up Lamborghinis and uh, Ferrari supercars. Not the hypercars, but supercars. Okay. Um. But it's still a GT car. It's not necessarily a supercar. It's a GT car because the engine's in the front, drive wheels at the back. A supercar, by my personal definition, engine needs to be in the in the middle. And I think that's actually what supercars, quote unquote, are: is engine in the middle, drive wheels can be whatever, front, uh, four wheel drive, rear wheel drive, doesn't matter. But the engine needs to be in the middle. The Corvette is now a supercar. So although the Previous generation ZR1s and the big bad uh, packages could beat the supercars. They didn't have to. 
Sheva just wanted to, so they did. They have to now. Because if they don't, the first supercar that they came out with wasn't enough. And forever, forever, that will be the case. You, GM, you are stepping into a whole new playing field. You need to do this right. There's one last thing, and it's an up note. Previous generation of Corvettes got up to 60 miles an hour within four seconds. The brand new Corvette so it does it in three seconds flat, zero to 60 time. There is one last thing, so I'm actually going to leave on a down note. There's no standard option at all, period. Yeah, the end. That's there's, there's no standard option. Okay, and oh. I'm going to leave on a, on a good note. The Corvette now comes with a dual clutch flappy paddle transmission. Manualized flappy paddle transmission. Nope. We're leaving on good note, Tim. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Dan. I'm Brian. And I'm Tim. Now get in my garage!